Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today in the newscast, a big day for the Iranian regime and a bad day for the world as Ibrahim Raisi is sworn in as Iran's new president. Plus, Israel carries out airstrikes in southern Lebanon. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast and welcome to New York City. We are at TBN's New York City studio today filming a one-hour special on the rise of China. Folks, what an important topic. You won't want to miss it. September 13th on TBN. We'll have more details about this special on the rise of China coming up in the weeks to come. But today, we are focusing on the Middle East. And of course, as always, there is a lot to talk about when it comes to the world's most chaotic and pivotal region. Let's head first to Iran, where today, Thursday, August 5th, we have seen the inauguration of Iran's radical new president, Ibrahim Raisi. Now, we've been telling you a lot about Raisi uh, over the past few weeks here on the newscast since he was elected, quote unquote, in elections that were anything but free and fair inside Iran. Raisi was the hand-picked choice of Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khamenei. He is seen as a potential successor to Khamenei and some of the nicknames he's earned over the years give you an idea of what Raisi is all about. He's been called the Butcher of Tehran, the Hangman of Tehran as well, for his role while he was a member of Iran's judiciary in the execution, the roundup, the torture, the imprisonment, and the execution of thousands of Iranian political prisoners and dissidents, in particular in the late 1980s, to the point where he has been blacklisted by the U.S. government and he has been placed under U.S. sanctions. But there you have it, folks, the brand new president of the Iranian regime. Usually with a track record like that, you may be cast off into the political wilderness. But in Iran, you get a promotion. That's exactly what happened to Raisi. Remember, the supreme leader, the ultimate power broker in that nation. But Raisi will be very influential. And his ascension to the presidency, working lockstep with Khamenei, gives the true radical extreme face of this Iranian regime. And folks, I expect not for Iran to scale back and be more conciliatory to the world now that Raisi is the president. I expect an even more aggressive tone by the regime in the days and weeks to come. More on that in a minute. To give you an idea real quick about what this inauguration looked like today, well, we know that the leader of Hamas, Ismail Haneya, and a leader of the other Iranian proxy operating in Gaza, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, they both attended the inauguration today of Ibrahim Raisi. You can tell a lot about a nation and a leader by the company they keep. It is no coincidence that Iran's two proxies, representatives from Iran's two lethal proxies in Gaza, were in attendance today for that inauguration. And ironically, and I should say sadly enough, we talked about this on Tuesday's newscast. You can check it out here in our archives. Also there, for Raisi's inauguration today, 
was a senior representative from the European Union. Enrique Mora was in attendance at the swearing-in of this radical new Iranian president. Israel slammed the attendance of an EU representative, and for good reason. Basically, Israeli officials said, look, you are legitimizing this terrorist regime by having a presence at the inauguration of a man who's been called the butcher of Tehran. Nevertheless, Europe is there in the same building, in the same room, I presume, with the likes of Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad and the radical Iranian leadership. Can you say appeasement? Now, Benny Gantz, Israel's defense minister, has had a lot to say about just that recently uh, in the wake of last week's drone attack carried out by the Iranian regime against an Israeli-operated ship off the coast of Oman. Two crew members were killed. They were not Israeli. The captain of the ship was Romanian, and a security guard on the ship was a British citizen. They both were killed as Iran flew drones into the ship. They exploded, and they caused casualties. Now, Romania is obviously an EU member nation, yet we have this EU representative at the inauguration of Raisi just one week later. Doesn't really add up, right? But when it comes to appeasement, I guess it makes perfect sense. Now Benny Gantz is saying, look, we know who was behind uh, the drone attack. We know Iran was behind it. Hey, Israel, U.S. officials, uh, British officials all agree, even Romanian officials, I mentioned that Romanian citizen that was killed, they all agree that yes, the Iranian regime was behind this terror attack last week. But Benny Gantz yesterday in a press conference got specific. He threw out some names of Iranian Revolutionary Guards commanders that Israel says were directly involved in this drone attack. I'll give you some of the names here. Amir Ali Hajizada, the commander of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps Air Force was intimately involved in this attack. And according to Benny Gantz, the Israeli Defense Minister, Hajizada was involved in dozens of terror attacks across the region involving unmanned aerial vehicles or drones and missiles. Also, Benny Gantz named the man who is directly responsible for the launch of what he called suicide drones, Saeed Arajani. He is the head of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps UAV Command. So it's interesting to have uh, the direct correlation and naming names. Israel now is naming names and saying, look, this is who was behind it. By the way, I know you don't love, a lot of our viewers, the term suicide drone, because a drone, a machine, can't commit suicide. I'm just quoting what Israeli and U.S. officials and other officials around the world have said. They've called them suicide drones. When Iran flies these unmanned aerial vehicles into a target and they explode. Maybe kamikaze drones. Maybe there's another name we can use for it. All you need to know is these are attack drones with lethal capabilities. So Benny Gantz got into that. Also, he talked about Iran in this press conference yesterday, which by the way, it was he, it was Israel's foreign minister, Yair Lapid, meeting with ambassadors from UN Security Council nations. So Israel was getting the message out and providing direct evidence and proof of who was behind that drone attack, number one. Number two, Benny Gantz said, look, we believe, uh, Israeli intelligence believes that Iran is only 10 weeks out, about two and a half months, if they so choose, from having enough enriched uranium 
to build a nuclear bomb. Now, this is not a stretch, folks. We've heard even U.S. officials over the past few months, including Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, saying, hey, Iran is perhaps several weeks out from having, again, enough enriched uranium to build a bomb. Benny Gantz reaffirmed that yesterday. This is a dire situation. Uh, he also talked about the necessity for the world, again, this is a world problem, right, as we just said, for the world to take on this Iran threat. But when asked in an interview with Ynet News, an Israeli media outlet, if Israel was ready to strike Iran, Gantz said one word, yes. And I've told you many times here in the newscast that no matter what, no matter who the leader of Israel is, Israel will not allow Iran to acquire nuclear weapons. It's not going to happen on Israel's watch. Now, on the flip side, I feel that the world, sadly, would be perfectly fine with Iran having the bomb. Not that they would be happy about it, but they would accept it and hope for the best and attempt to appease the Iranian regime in the hope that Iran wouldn't actually use the bomb. I believe that the ideology of the Iranian regime demands that they eventually use nuclear weapons if they were to acquire them. When the Iranian regime talks about wiping Israel off the map, when it calls America the great Satan, they mean what they say. And folks, if the 20th century taught us anything, the century of Hitler, Mao, Stalin, Castro, Saddam, it taught us that when evil men lay out what they want to do and tell you they want to kill you, you should probably listen to them and take them at their word. What I do is not brain surgery. I see the comments, I watch the statements from the Iranian regime, and I take them very seriously. Hey, last word here, Lebanon. We reported on this on yesterday's newscast. Again, check it out here in our archives. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted here. We want to be your one-stop shop on all things Middle East. That includes the situation in Lebanon right now. Three rockets launched from Lebanon into northern Israel. No one was hurt, but these rockets sparked major wildfires and burned a lot of acres of land yesterday in northern Israel. Now, the rockets were not fired by Hezbollah. Ironically enough, Hezbollah, which rules southern Lebanon with an iron fist, they were fired by Palestinian terror groups. According to Israeli officials, Palestinian terror groups operating in southern Lebanon under the watchful eye of Hezbollah. Israel at first retaliated with some artillery shelling of positions there in southern Lebanon, but overnight, kind of a big deal, folks, Israel carried out airstrikes in southern Lebanon. Again, tinderbox situation right now to Israel's north, anything can set off that great northern war we've been telling you about that is coming, which will pit Israel against the Iranian regime and Hezbollah in Lebanon and Syria. Will Hezbollah react now that Israel has carried out airstrikes for the first time, I believe, in several years? Maybe 2014 was the last time. Really, 2006, the second Lebanon war, was the last time major airstrikes were carried out in Lebanon. Last thing to keep in mind, Lebanon on the verge of collapse, folks. We've talked about it here in the newscast many times economic, social, political chaos. People starving, are fighting, rioting in the streets right now in Lebanon. A dire situation there as we mark the one-year anniversary of that horrific Beirut port blast, which killed over 200 Lebanese citizens, wounded thousands more, and caused major economic damage. A lot going on 
in the world's most, again, volatile and strategic region. This is the time, if you don't know the Lord Jesus right now, now is a better time than any to get to know him. Because again, I believe time is short. You don't want to put off that decision another day. Be encouraged. God is still on the throne amid all this craziness in the Middle East and around the world. He is still on the throne. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the newscast from New York City. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.